We are. Are we recording? Mm-hmm. I think we are. From the top, the top from of the, the story, top, or the from top the of top. the top. Maybe from the top of the top, because now that we have the microphone down, now that we're we're, we're learning, <laughs> and we're learning, and like we're a little bit more toasted. Um, we. Yeah, yeah, we are. I've got a few sips of beer now. Yeah, I, Maddie has had a few sips of beer, which for Maddie is like r- rolling around on the floor, <laughs> I went to upside dinner. down at the Oops. bar. That was just a random story that was not related to anything, really. <laughs> <laughs> so, this is our podcast, High History. Uh, the concept here, Maddie is a BA in history, specifically American history, loves history, has studied history her whole life. I am Jake. I am a history enthusiast. I have never officially studied history, but I have a degree in historical podcasts and (laughs) a lot of books that I've read. So this is high history. So Maddie and I are going to present you guys a topic every single week. We're going to talk about something new in history that we want to talk about because we're curating the list. Um, (laughs) If you ever have any suggestions or fan stories that you want to hear about or things you've been interested about, contact us. We need to, like, make a way to contact us. <laughs> You can contact us in our bio, probably. Contact just Spotify. Find just yeah, find Just us. find us. Find us. Maybe someday we'll make, like, a find Instagram us. or something. Or we, email? Yeah. Email, yeah. We just decided we have, on a name. We have so our Instagrams. We so. weren't ready yet. Yeah. All the way. Exactly. We were. We were ready. We were ready. Are you? And we are ready. We're still ready. <laughs> oh, I don't think we talked about the concept yet. Okay, so the concept here is that Maddie every week is going to write a synopsis of some type of historical event. Mm-hmm. Um, I am going to get blasted. <laughs> blasted, for the people who know what blasted means. And <laughs> I'm going to retell this story. Um, or at least try to retell it, or we're just going to have a conversation. We're just going to chat about it. We're just going to chat about it. Like, we're just going to chat. Our first episode is going to be on Typhoid Mary, who is... Mary Malone. Malone. Mary Malone. Mary Malone, who is maybe familiar to some people, maybe unfamiliar. Probably as Typhoid Mary, maybe. Typhoid Mary, she's definitely... That would ring some bells for people, especially with the coronavirus. She would hate that. She would hate it, yeah. But do we care? She wasn't the greatest. Was she a Leo? She was probably a Leo. (laughs) She was a very pedantic woman. She was very into everything that she believed in to be true herself. Mm -hmm. And You could not convince her otherwise. As, yeah, exactly. As you'll see throughout the course of her lifetime, she is really not convinced of anything else besides the few things that she knows to be true. Yeah. So Mary was, she was Irish. She was born in 1869 in the UK. Somewhere in the UK, Kingston. somewhere that would be defined as the UK now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Ireland. And though she claimed her whole life she was born in America, it seems like records show her coming to America sometime around when she was 15. 15, yeah. So she was born in 1869, so that would have been like... When? 1884, 1885? Math. Math. Yeah, well, also it's like around so. 15. So somewhere like mid-80s. Right, mid-80s. 80s. So it's like post-Civil War America. Uh-huh. So shit's still kind of really bad because Reconstruction ended. Yeah. So everybody's like, oh God. And she comes into New York. She comes into New York with where... everyone from Ireland. And so she goes to live with her aunt and uncle, and that's, like, exactly who she finds. She finds the rich families to work for. Get this. At the time, servants would live inside of 
servants' quarters inside of people's homes. We're literally sitting here talking about how it's amazing we can fit in your closet. I know. Old New York homes had servants' quarters. Oh my gosh. Like separate. And some of the places she worked were like Upper Upper West Side, Upper like not even just like Long Island and stuff. There's probably still space for that, but you know. Yeah. Manhattan. So she became. I think what was it? She became a cook because she started out as like a laundress. Is that she what it is? A like laundress a is like a maid. Yeah. yeah. And they make really, really low money. And a cook was just better pay. Yeah. And to be fair, I mean, aside from the fact that, like, she was spreading typhoid, she wasn't bad at it. <laughs> like, right. like, she was a decent cook. Okay. If she was just not. Right. So, at the time in New York and at large, I think, in the country, right? After the post-Civil War era. Uh-huh. When, like, nobody knows anything about medicine. Typhoid is this disease that comes up, which is essentially, like, a type of salmonella, or you could think of it as something like what we would consider, like, coronavirus or mm-hmm. the flu, I it's guess. The flu kills a lot of people. I don't think yeah. typhoid, like, killed a lot of people, did it? It could. So, without modern medicine, it could be deadly. Mm-hmm. But I don't think it was super often deadly it definitely killed people um but it would just make you really sick like just gross gross which let me read you some of the symptoms fever headaches vomiting and severe diarrhea for up to two weeks yeah which is pretty much anything after any friday night for me (laughs) so (laughs) typhoid yeah is a really really bad hangover Typhoid is a deadly disease in the 18, late 1800s in New York and in the United States at large. People yeah. are catching typhoid. What did Abe Lincoln's son so, die of typhoid? Yeah, I think so. I think it was typhoid. It was essentially that you were drinking or eating some way somebody else's fecal matter. So that would happen when people would like bathe themselves in the rivers yeah. after people like... And we didn't- really know about like washing hands so right. much washing hands wasn't a thing and we, at the like, time we, were there. <laughs> we also didn't have toilet paper so get this a lot of people would just use their hands to wipe themselves and then yeah we just didn't know as much about hygiene so and i think because the way it was spread was most often through contaminated water people thought of it as like a dirty thing to catch yeah, especially like, in the, like the upper class families that this woman is working for. Mm-hmm. So, obviously, when typhoid comes out, it's like hitting all of the poor people, all of the poor communities. Mm-hmm. Nobody's really paying attention to it because it's not killing off any of the wealthy people. Which surprise, surprise, if that sounds familiar in the COVID generation. But Mary starts to go and work for these families in these upper class families in New York, and as she's moving around. All of these people in these households, especially the servants, start catching typhoid. And I think that's why she was moving around so much. You know, she'd work for a family for a couple weeks to maybe a couple months. And everybody would get sick and off off would go Mary. Right. She was like, shit. She was like, everybody tested positive in my household. I have to go somewhere and also still make a living because there's no such thing as unemployment yet. Mm -hmm. And it's the post-Civil War in America. And I have to, like, figure out what's happening. Yeah, so she's, like, moving around and people are getting sick. And it seems like she sincerely 
it never crosses her mind that she's the reason all these families are getting sick. Right. Even though, like, outbreaks in these areas are very rare. Right. I just, you have to wonder, like, at some point, does she maybe make a connection? Or is she just so firm in her beliefs that it could have never been her? That she never thought anything of it? Mm-hmm. Like, are you never like, huh, this is kind of weird? Everybody's catching typhoid. But it's not even until she's with, like, her eighth or, I think her eighth or ninth family in Long Island that a family gets pretty sick. I think, like, 11 of the 12 catch typhoid fever. And I think it's actually the landlord who gets pretty mad because he's like, nobody's going to want to rent a house that's... This is when she's living in Oyster Bay. So she's making bank. She's making 50 bucks a week being a cook in the kitchens. So Mary would cook in the kitchen of these wealthy people. So she goes to live in Oyster Bay. And while she's in Oyster Bay, she cooks for this family. Everybody gets sick. Yeah, I think it was like 11 of the people in the house. Yes, because people also had a million babies at this point, too. Like, people would have children. So many. So many children because people were bored. When we're bored now, you just open TikTok. Well, there was also, like, no birth control, so. Right. No birth control, no condoms, no TikTok. What are you going to do? Bring a child into the world. (laughs) Like, there was nothing else to do. So people would just bring children into the world. So, like, these wealthy families would have, like, eight, nine children with them. Mm -hmm. So... I think that when she moved to Oyster Bay, yeah, she got, like, 11 people sick. That probably didn't even include the people in the servants' quarters who weren't even counted at that point. Yeah. They didn't matter. They didn't, yeah, right. It was just the family, and that's 11 people. Could you imagine being in a family of 11 people? 11 people from the family, yeah, and it's actually the landlord who gets mad because this family, this rich family, they rent the house. And so the landlord's like, nobody's ever going to want to rent this house if it was connected to a typhoid outbreak. Right. Because at the time, it's like, oh, somebody was murdered in this apartment, pretty much, right? <laughs> like, it's like a black well, mark because, on the apartment. But yeah, because typhoid was considered so dirty. Mm-hmm. So they're like... It came from, they knew it came from fecal matter, I think, but they really didn't know much else about it. Yeah. They just knew that it, like, I don't know, we really didn't know that much. I think at that point it was, like, advancing, but again... Late eighteen, late eighteen hundreds. It was a wild time, yeah. I think. Yeah. So the landlord actually like brings in this guy, George Soper. Is that how you say his name? So George Soper. Soper. And he like worked with the Department of Health and Sanitation at one point, investigating not investigating typhoid, but just like learning about it, figuring it all out. But in this case, they're like, yeah, we need help. Where did this outbreak come from? And so he starts tracking any family that in this kind of New York wealthy network. Ring of people. To try to figure out where these outbreaks were coming from. And they all had this cook, Mary. But she moved around so quickly that George could not find her. Right. Because everywhere she went, people kept catching typhoid. And then away she would go. And then she would just be like, I'm out. I don't want to catch typhoid. Yeah, but in his investigating, he realized it was like seven of the last eight families she worked for. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's right. Had caught. It was like almost all of them, except for like the first family she worked for or something. Mm Mm-hmm. So he does finally catch up to her. Mm Mm-hmm. He gets close enough to an outbreak to when it happened that he catches her. And he explains it to her and he says, hey, can we have some samples. I think, like, they wanted a urine sample or whatever. 
And she was like, no. Right. And she's like, no, sorry. So then they find her boyfriend and they confront her again at home. Because at first they confronted her in the kitchen she was working at. Mm-hmm. And he goes, hey, I've been investigating you. He knew a lot about her because he talked to all the families. And he was like, I know that on weekends, I think specifically, you like to serve ice cream and fresh cut peaches. Like, And this right, no-cooked meal is perfect for you to right. give these families typhoid. And she was like, I'm healthy. I've never had typhoid. I've never given anyone typhoid. Yeah, because she's never had a symptom. She's never been sick. She's just been chilling this whole time. Mm-hmm. Being asymptomatic, carrying it around and giving it to people. And they don't even know when she may have come in contact with it. She could have been born with it. She could have caught it on the right, way over. Right, right. People like, thought that her mother had had it. Yeah. And that her mother had, like, given birth to her and she had had typhoid. It's like a virus. I guess, or not a virus. It's like a bacterial It's like a bacterial infection. something. It's not good. It's not good. It sucks. Diarrhea, oof. And when she keeps refusing, they finally just forcefully take her to a hospital. One of the things I read said that one guy had to sit on her so that they could get her. Like, she really put up a fight. Also, the first time I think George confronted her, she just, like, came at him with a carving fork. I read that, too. Okay. So he's like... Never mind. Catch you later. And he did. She went to a hospital where they did test her, and she tested positive for Positive typhoid. for typhoid, but they were so confused because they, like, they were like, we've never seen a person who hasn't had symptoms who tested positive for typhoid. And she was like, I'm fine. I'm going to go keep living my life. And they were like, you can't. And they quarantined her on this tiny, tiny little island off the Bronx. Off the Bronx. She was a Bronx girl. It was like... After she moved... I think I, it was a uh, like Riverside Hospital at like North, Riverside Hospital. North Brothers Island. She was off at the island, probably the same island where they do like that gov ball now <laughs> or like whatever it is. <laughs> like that same island. There's probably like horrible, horrible things that have happened there in New York City's like music festival where Typhoid Mary was. Yeah. Yeah. We got to talk about Roosevelt Island, where the insane asylum was. At some right. Yeah. Uh, New York Islands are wild. New York Islands are wild. There's too many of them, and people <laughs> are sick and everything. So she goes to this island. They are forcibly quarantining her there. And there's, like, a bunch of mixed signals as they're trying to figure out this disease and or infection or bacteria, whatever. They finally narrow it down to her gallbladder. And they're like, hey, you can go if we take your gallbladder out. And she was like, no, I'm not sick. I've never been sick. I don't have typhoid fever. Right. And this was also like, you could have your gallbladder removed back then, but like the surgery could kill you. She was like pretty much when Trump got COVID. Right. At the end of 2020, right before the election, he was like, I don't have COVID. Oh, yeah. He was like, I don't have COVID. I'm going to go to the debate. And he went to the debate, and then, like, a week later, he was like, just kidding, I have COVID. Uh He had to literally go to Walter Reed Medical Center. And then he was like, see, I'm fine. And then he was like, see, I'm fine, let me take my mask off in front of America. So that was was Typhoid Mary. She was like, I don't have typhoid. No, she, yeah, she did not have typhoid. Also, George, like, George Soper, when he was, like, confronting her, he asked her all these questions, and he was like, do you ever wash your hands at work? And she was like, no, no, I don't. She was was like, I don't wash my hands. To be fair... Not that it was fine, but we didn't know any better then. Right, we didn't know any better. Normal. We didn't know any better. Like, we were just disgusting creatures, like, trying to be civilized. 
That was us at the time. Yeah, so she's quarantined, and George writes an article calling, and the article calls her Typhoid Mary. Mm-hmm. And she is very upset about she it. She gets this name, Typhoid Mary, and essentially the reason that she's so popular at the time is because she's, like, scaring all the rich people mm-hmm. because she's in rich people's homes. That's why yeah. this is such a story is because she starts giving typhoid to all the rich people. I think that one of the houses that she was at, and the reason that it became so bad, was that one of the daughters of one of the people died. Yeah. I know it, the first one to die was a kid. Yeah. So I guess... So like, people were getting sick, but... Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. And a lot of the servants and the servants... Or the maids and the cooks and everything were getting really sick as well. So they, like, at the end of it all, directly linked... And these are just, like, confirmed direct links. At least 51 cases and three deaths to her. But some... (laughs) Could you imagine Some numbers are, like, as high as, like, 120 Your friend that you went to brunch with infected 51 people with COVID. And three of them died. (laughs) And three of them died. Would you feel like, wow, this person needs to be locked up because they were spreading COVID? And if they knowingly spread COVID... She's the first super spreader. Right. The the first... yeah, the first asymptomatic super spreader. So, so yeah, so they lock her up. She's in this island in the Bronx, right? Mm-hmm. And she's mad because this article has come out calling her Typhoid Mary, and she is pretty upset about it. She tried to like sue the health department of New York at one point, saying they couldn't, they were like unlawfully locking her up and quarantining her, and she lost. It went all the way to the Supreme Court. She lost. She wait. She repealed to the Supreme Court. Yeah. But they decided no that they had to. Is that a course? Is that a case that they've like ruled on before? I, I don't think so. In my gov class in in high school, I had to learn like 172 Supreme Court cases for absolutely no reason. Whoa. We had to like memorize them. What? And it was the stupidest thing ever. And then we just got like a quiz, and we had to like pretty much regurgitate it's what like we a had fun memorized. Fact. It's a fun fact, but I remember nothing. I remember nothing. See, just like these random stupid things. Like, yeah. we don't know how to do our taxes. I had to put that shit in TurboTax. Because yeah. I really have no idea how to file. Yeah. I just, yeah, I just put all the information in TurboTax and I don't even know what it means. It just like spits numbers out at me and I'm like, all right. Right. Okay. So Mary didn't have TurboTax. <laughs> <laughs> she had. She, she had, had quarantine she on had an island. Quarantine on an for island. For like just about three years. Like three. two years and 11 months. That's a long time. And then they're like, okay. Three years is a long time. That's yeah, because there were some people who didn't agree. They thought that she should be able to leave her quarantine right? there was, as yeah. long as she educated herself on how to live with this fact that she could spread typhoid. She was a carrier and learn, you know, proper techniques to make sure she wasn't doing that. And she refused. So it was a fight back and forth for a little while. And finally, after two years and 11 months, they were like, okay, you can leave this little island. You can go back to the world of New York as long as you promise you're not going to cook again. Never be a cook again. They said, please do not and go be a cook because that's where you're spreading the disease. And she That's agreed. where you're getting your fecal matter into people's peaches oh, and cream. God. Into people. <laughs> not the peaches and cream. Not the peaches and cream. That's where people are. Can you imagine sitting down to peaches and cream at a nice restaurant in New York, and then you go home and you have typhoid? I don't think I can ever have peaches. I don't think I've ever had peaches and cream. Right. That's like eating a $1 slice and and regretting it for like the next two days. Uh Like very much typhoid energy. So yeah, so she leaves the island. She goes back to New York and 
it was like a pretty legit agreement that she wouldn't be a cook anymore. I don't know if she signed, so I don't know what legit agreements meant at this time, the early right. 1900s. She probably just like signed some shit. Yeah, I think she did. Yeah. <laughs> it was like married. So she tried to be a laundress for a bit, but the pay was only 20 a week compared to 50. And so she was like, this sucks. I'm going to go cook some more. Right. But she also couldn't really be a cook for high class families anymore because word was out. Yeah. And even when she became a cook in, like, spas and restaurants and whatever, she, like, would use fake name. So. An undercover cook. Undercover cook. So she gets this whole idea. She's like, you know what? The spas aren't working out. The restaurants aren't working out. Yeah. She's like, let me go work at a hospital. Let me go to a maternity ward. Let me go to a maternity ward. It's like, more <laughs> pregnant women aren't going through enough. So she goes and she works at a maternity ward for a while. There's no... ID, I don't know how many cases were linked or if there like were cases 25 linked. 25 or something. Okay, that's, right. a, that's a number I don't know if I made So that. she adds another, like, <laughs> <laughs> she adds another tons of cases to the case board because all of these people are getting sick. It's yeah. the maternity ward. Yeah, and George Soper hears about this outbreak and he's like, wait right. a minute. Right, George Soper is still alive for some reason. It's been a couple <laughs> years. I don't know what he's been up to. But he's like, oh, God, Mary's he's back like on the scene. He's like a civil engineer. Was he? Yeah. But, like, also a private investigator? He, he was more civil engineer than private investigator, but they just called him in on this case specifically because he had worked with the health and safety board studying typhoid earlier, mm-hmm. like, when the outbreaks were real bad. So and, he knew a little bit. Yeah. So they brought him in. Oop. And so George Soper hears about this outbreak in the maternity ward, and he's like, wait a minute. Like, something seems fishy here. Right. I'm picturing, like, an old-school detective, like, like an undercover. Like, hat down. Yeah. Like lights Inspector are dark. Gadget. <laughs> yeah. Cigarette in his mouth. At the cafe, like in Batman. <laughs> where it's just, like, the window. Yeah, exactly. And, and he's, he's like, something's fishy here. He's like, here. something's not right. Something is not right. He's like, uh, people are catching typhoid again. Like, I thought I got this under order. People hired me to get this under order. Yeah, so he goes there, and he finds the cook, who is this woman named Mary Brown. And he's like, wait a minute. You're not Mary Brown. Right. You're you... Mary Malone. Yeah, he's like Scooby-Doo unmasking. So he notices. He's like, why are you at this maternity ward delivering babies, giving them COVID? Delivering babies. <laughs> she's she's like, just really getting in there. She no, was like catching cooking. babies. <laughs> Oh, she was cooking. Oh, she was cooking. No, she didn't. Oh, okay. What if she had started delivering babies? I thought she was like an OBGYN. <laughs> I think she technically would have been allowed to do that. She only agreed she wouldn't cook anymore. Okay. No, no, she was cooking in the hospital. She could have done anything. Put your dreams to it. She's an Irish immigrant in the 1880s to New York. She can put her mind to it and do it. Well, anyway, she's cooking. She's still so cooking. she's cooking. She's cooking. She's doing the one thing she signed some obscure paper saying she wouldn't do. She's cooking at the maternity ward. Yeah, so what they do is they catch her. They're like, you're not Mary Brown. You're Mary Malone. And you have to go back to quarantine. You have to go back right. to this tiny little island. It's very Napoleon. Right. Didn't at this they, point, they she's like... An island and then he came back and then they sent him away again, right? Yes. Okay. He came back, but he came back with a vent. Oh, well, she also came <laughs> back with a vengeance. She came back with a vengeance to, like, infect people with the disease. But I don't... Like, Napoleon she... came back to, like, take over Europe. <laughs> it's just different. It's different. They had different priorities. Well, and I 
I just think, I don't know. Honestly, we're like early 1900s now. Maybe nobody really just explained it to her in a way that she understood. Yeah. Because she kept being like, I'm not sick. I'm not sick. And, and I think was, yeah. because they barely understood it, I'm sure they didn't tell her in a way. So I don't think she was trying to infect people. She was just trying to live a life. Yeah. And, she and was cooking cook. was the best money. She, she was just, trying to make money. She was trying to cook. She just had a passion for cooking. She had a passion for cooking. She had a passion for scooping vanilla ice cream with her bare hands. And her and side passion peaches. was infecting people with typhoid mm. and getting them really, really sick. Just, just, just a bonus to her, her passion for cooking. So, yeah, so they catch her again. She's not Mary Brown, plot twist. And they send her back to the island in the Bronx. Tiny little thing. She has a little house there. She, like, at one point wrote a letter talking about how all the people would come visit her and call her Typhoid Mary or whatever. Right. She was upset. She didn't want to be called Typhoid Mm -hmm. Mary. Mm -hmm. Imagine, that'd be embarrassing. And not only do they send her back to quarantine, they send her back to quarantine for the remainder of her life. I wonder, I don't know, I don't know if the gallbladder offer was still on the table. Mm-hmm. Like, if they were like, hey, if we take your gallbladder, you can go back. And she just was like, no. But also, that surgery could kill you. So, understandable that she's like, no. Especially if she didn't think she was sick. But you have to know. You have to know. Or you don't. It seems like she didn't know. But yeah, they sent her back to quarantine there. She was there for like almost 30 years before she died. Wow. Just, like, on this little island. Really? Yeah. And did she fight back? So, she tried to, like, resist. They would keep taking samples from her to, like, see if she was positive still. And she, I saw... She was positive, right? Mm-hmm. She was just, like, positive her the rest of her life. But I did see one thing, and this seems like iffy information to me. But I did see one thing that said she had a few samples sent somewhere else, and they were negative. But that okay, kind of she sounds was like, like when you, like, have to pass a drug test and you, like, find a friend to pee for you. Yeah. Or it sounds like she's any mom on Facebook who's like, I found this alternative medicine <laughs> that somehow says that I'm negative for a COVID test. Yeah, I think I think it's what, like, lemon essential oil. Yes, lemon essential oil. <laughs> <laughs> Typhoid Mary was like, I took lemon essential oil. <laughs> I aligned all my chakras. There's no way uh-huh. that I am sick. <laughs> Yeah, so she won't get her gallbladder removed. She, and she won't agree she to not won't. cook? <laughs> I think that they just didn't trust her. They were like, we already, you already signed this paper and went back on it. So now you're here with us. And it's, like, pretty sad. She's there for, like, somewhere between over 25, under 30, before she eventually has a stroke and dies. And that was only in, like... 1938, I think? Yeah, yeah, right? 1938. So she was only in, like, her, in her six. She was, what, 68? 69? Okay, so, I mean, for the time, she kind of lived a long life. And I don't know if she would be as upset about the name if she knew that we were talking about her right now. She sounded like she was very self-absorbed. Yeah, because she could have survived on the salary of another job. Yeah. Sure. But it wasn't the same. And she just needed to cook. <laughs> she needed to cook. She needed to live. But she didn't. She was just like the rest of us. I wonder, like, how much of this her uncle and aunt lived through. She had friends and stuff. Like, she was writing letters to somebody the first time she was quarantined. Mm. 
because she was like complaining about the name Typhoid Mary and she like wrote about George Soper and was like, well, I would like to see how he would feel if someone called his wife something like right, that. Right, 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 right. She was defending her right as a woman. She was like, listen, I'm more than just somebody that carries around typhoid. Like, I'm a good cook. She's like Remy the Rat. She's like Remy the Rat. He's like, I am not just a rat. I am a cook. He probably was also spreading something. <laughs> and, and he was a rat. So he was spreading like bubonic plague yeah, in he France. he literally carried the plague. He carried the plague. But look at him. He became like a, a beautiful and, French Well, chef. anyone can cook. Anyone can cook. But they didn't quarantine him. They gave him a restaurant. <laughs> so that didn't happen with Mary. No, Mary was not so lucky and it's, you know, I feel torn about Mary. <laughs> I feel a little bit torn about her, too. I, I feel like uh-huh. it kind of sounds like it's not her fault she kept testing positive for typhoid. She was, like, a little stubborn, though. Like, she could have learned to wash her hands or Right, something. right, right. But that's the other problem is she kept spreading her fecal matter. Like, that. Like how many times can you tell someone to, like, stop doing something and they just keep yeah. doing it? Yeah, it's also interesting. I'm sure when she started cooking again, A, because she didn't think she was spreading typhoid, apparently, and B, because it was New York at the time. Like, I bet she was like, what are the chances of this one guy finding me again? Yeah. Like, in all of New York? Yeah. And you switch over to, like, spas and stuff? And it's pretty big. And, and mm-hmm. maternity wards where she apparently wasn't delivering babies. <laughs> also, just the worst choice, though, because she was like, well, I used to just infect one family, but at a restaurant, I can get to everyone. She's like, I can get to everybody. She's like, I put my poopy hands everywhere <laughs> in all of this food. Oh, and these poor women who just, like, delivered babies. But at the end of the day, what it came down to, three deaths. That's high history for you, that was probably our first podcast. Oh my gosh. So I guess we gotta listen. I feel like, like nervous now. Why? <laughs> like we're done. And now I'm like, oh my god, what just happened?